0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. We talk a little bit about this later in the episode, and if you follow me on Instagram, you guys already know how obsessed I am, but I wanna give a quick shout out to Rent the Runway Unlimited. Basically, you choose either four or five slots in your quote-unquote closet, and you get to fill those with pieces from their massive database. You can keep a piece for the entire month if you want, or you can exchange on a daily, weekly basis, whatever floats your boat. As soon as you return a piece, a new slot in your closet opens, and it's time to get shopping. This has absolutely saved me during the insanely hectic wedding season that we just survived, and I'm a massive fan. If you're interested in trying, use code RTRCameron for $100 off your first two months of Unlimited. Hello everyone. I am back in Samsung 837 in the heart in the heart of the meatpacking, And I'm actually pumped because I have a fellow Samsung squad member with me, DeAndre Ray. Hi, Welcome. everybody.
1: I'm so glad to be here and talking to you guys today. It's like your home. Yeah. You're exactly. Home. I'm here. Because you've time. been doing
0: a lot of events here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, I've done three events, three Galaxy Innovator sessions. Awesome. Um, One was about Modern Picnic, which is a vegan lunchbox, and then she did that. Yeah, Yeah. that was like um, women's empowerment, entrepreneurship. And then the third one I actually curated, and that was about sustainable fashion. So
0: So fun. So we're going to get into those topics, definitely. Um, And for anyone being like, what the hell, Samsung Squad? (laughs) I just realized I threw that out there without any explanation. Um, We both are ambassadors within a group. Representing Samsung and their technology and their innovativeness, and kind of bringing all of our collaborative efforts together under one roof, I guess you could say. Yeah. Which is where we met at the first dinner. Yeah, the first, I guess, Samsung times you, whatever that, yeah. And I went in knowing no one and nothing. Yeah. And we got. (laughs) into conversation. And I remember within the five seconds we were both talking about our therapist. Yeah. Oh my I was God. like yes. You should come on my podcast. <laughs> I was like, totally. I'd love to speak about anything. Yeah, Cause if you're this open with a stranger like I am, <laughs> then you'd be great on here. Yeah. Um, so we can obviously dive into that as well, but to kick totally. things off and I off air just said this to her, but I'm very excited because we have someone that has not prepared whatsoever. Yeah. Didn't know these questions were coming. <laughs> so how would you define success? Okay, so
1: I would define success just by whatever your dreams are. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get caught up with like the blueprint or like, yeah. you know, the white picket fence and the big mm-hmm. house and, you know, the 401k. And it's yeah. kind of like, well, that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. Yep. So I define it on my own terms. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, what my goals are. And I think they also shift and they change. Yeah. And I think it's just this ever changing thing of like goals that you want to reach. And once you get them, you set it, you know, forget it, do mm-hmm. it, move on to the next one. So, I think it's uh, I guess in a nutshell ever shifting goals. <laughs>
0: I like that. Yeah. What are your current goals that you're working towards?
1: Um so I actually am working on a vegan shoe line, yes. uh JoAnne Verne. It's at J O A N N E V E R N E Y. Um I'll on put Instagram. All of this in the yeah, that's the awesome. And uh, one of my goals for that, I just launched it or soft launched it um, to the public in August. Which I So like, exciting. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Samsung's like, talk about it when you're here. I'm like, ah, I, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, because I'm I'm am i I'm very secretive with things that I hold close to yep. my heart. So I've been working on it for two years. Wow. Kind of just like under wraps. So my goals for that are to really just take that, you know, as far as it can go Mm -hmm. and bring it out in December, soft launch it and, you know, keep the momentum of the business plan that I've laid out and be able to reach all those milestones. That would be like the ultimate success
0: for me. And I have a lot of questions about all of that, but I feel like we should give the audience a little background on you and all of this before we dive in to my in-depth questions (laughs) of like, how the hell do you make a vegan chew? So... Why don't you give us your backstory yeah. and then a little bit of information on what you're currently doing because you're a woman of many traits, it I am seems. Stack of all traits. <laughs> yeah. So tell us. Tell um, us everything. So I am a sustainable
1: stylist and creative director and nice. I started focusing on conscious consumerism. I want to say three to five years ago. I went vegan two years ago. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, along with how I'm eating, I want my lifestyle to be a lot cleaner. Yeah. And as a stylist, I found it really hard to find a lot of clothing that was like high quality but also organic or like produced in a good way and Mm -hmm. not like wasteful. So I'm like, okay, well, I really want to focus on this and start telling my followers and like, you know, using my platform to talk about like sustainable style can be sexy Mm -hmm. and vintage and thrifting and renting and, you know, just investing in designers that care about the planet is actually a really cool thing to do. So that's my focus. And I got into styling uh, 10 years ago and it's just been kind of like the core part of my brand. I do work. I've worked all throughout the fashion industry in buying, sales, directing, mm-hmm. but styling has always been like the integral part. So, And when
0: you say styling, coming from someone who knows nothing yeah. about the fashion industry, as evidenced by this app that <laughs> I just threw together. But what are you styling people? Are you styling sets? Are you yeah. like working with individuals or brands? Or how does that so, working? So um, it's all it's taken
1: take a turn. So it started mm-hmm. off where I was styling on set. Um, And I was strictly styling, like, music videos and photo shoots, which is... That's really cool. Yeah, that's, like, my focus. I love it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's so fucking cool.
1: Yeah, it's my favorite. I absolutely love it. I love being able to, like, take a concept and then you put it together. Mm -hmm. And, of course, videos and photo shoots don't take as long. So, you know, within a couple weeks, you have this finished product. It's, like, a really, like... Right.
0: It's, like, okay, this is... For instance, an achievable goal, yeah. setting your goal, doing the work, finishing, exactly. and then you move on and to the next And they just move one. on to the next. So that's probably why I love it so much mm-hmm. now that we
1: parallel that. And
0: you're seeing the end result. Exactly. Which I think is huge. I mean, I'm a very much like immediate satisfaction person, but also in a sense of I like goals where there's an actual like – Attainable and visual aspect at right. the end, where you can easily say, "I did this." Right, it's not exactly. like, "Do I feel better?" No, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like I can it's tangible. Like you, can that's touch the word it. I've been trying to look yeah. for this entire time. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that word? <laughs> tangible. That's the yeah. thing.
1: yeah. So yeah, it's a very tangible mm-hmm. product. So that's why I love it so much. But I did work a lot with clients. And get okay. a lot of calls for personal clients. So these days I'm very picky mm-hmm. about it because, I, you know, I just want to make sure it aligns with my brand. Definitely. So I've kind of done an array. But over the past, I would say, three to five years when I started focusing sustainability is when I grew the digital styling part of it, okay. which is a whole nother beast. Because yeah. it's like you're not necessarily styling a client and you're not necessarily working for a client. You're kind of working for like a mass of people mm-hmm. and kind of figuring out like what do they want to see? What kind of content are they responding to? Yeah. So it's like a twofold. It's like a digital and then the, I would guess a client side of it. And you're not doing that. Are you doing this full time? I'm not. Well, it right? is full time. I have a full time job as well. Yes. But as we <laughs> say,
0: you have another job yeah, as well. I
1: have another job. I work as an assistant director for a cashmere company. So uh-huh. it kind of falls in line with what I'm doing. To, like teaching me business, but I also do DeAndre Ray LLC full-time as well. Yes. So. so you're yeah. in that
0: ground of working two yeah. full-time working jobs. working two full-time jobs, yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> it's
1: great <laughs> waking up, crack of dawn, to work before you get to work. Yep, I was Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. It's a lot, but it's manageable, you know, until it's not. So. It,
0: exactly. And it's yeah. also helpful that it's in similar fields. Because exactly. I'm sure you're learning a lot of things so that are actually helpful on the other side of things. Definitely. So... I know you mentioned, like, making thrifting, renting, borrowing, whatever, sexy. And I had someone on here who, um, one of my good friends who started a company of, like, or- personal organization. And we talked about how I would love to be a minimalist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then I always end up buying all these things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what is wrong with me. I'll look at <laughs> my closet. I'm like, I hate everything. I want to be a minimalist. And then two weeks later, I'm spending so much money at, like, a Zara. yeah which I know is not the way to go about things. Yeah. Um but tell us a little bit about how you I guess got into the sustainable aspect of fashion and okay. like I want to try and help people who are listening who a have no knowledge of this like okay. me but b if they can make small changes what would those things be? Let's see. So my mom, I got
1: into the fashion industry because of my mom, mm-hmm. and she's a huge vintage thrifter. Okay, like I mean, she's so cute. Like a lot of her clothes are from like the 80s and 90s that she still wears. I love that. Or like the shirt I have on right now. I was gonna say my mom. It's so um, cute. You know, she's like she doesn't wear it, so she's like you can totally like mm-hmm. you know borrow it. And so I kind of fell into it because of my mom's love for that. Mm-hmm. And just like seeing the unique things you can find yeah. that you can't necessarily find at your Zara, you know, which is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with. Trust me, I mean, I love Zara, but like, it's, yeah, it's great. It's but there, great. you know, there's there's things that you're not going to see everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a lifestyle that I always had, and mm-hmm. then an easy way I always say to get into it is to really just purge. Like that's something I always. Would have my clients first do before I would take them on for anything. I come mm-hmm. into your closet and we're getting rid of things that you haven't touched in a year. Because yeah. why do you have them? So
0: I totally agree. But then I'm like, all these trends sometimes come back, mm-hmm. and that's where I have trouble. I mean, I go through two attitudes. I can be in a mood where I could toss seventy percent of my closet, right. which I actually just did two weeks ago. I got rid of so much stuff, and I was the happiest I've ever been because I made like over a thousand dollars selling it oh, on lovely. my Instagram. That's stories. amazing. It was the best thing that's ever happened. I was <laughs> just sitting tips. on my couch. I felt like I was back on the trading floor. People were like sending me messages, like sold. Was, like, they were like, I want this. I was like, done to you, done, done. That's like, amazing. It was great. But part of me always thinks when I'm w- ready to get rid of something, well, what if this trend right. comes back like every other trend is now slowly coming back? I, f- I feel like we're kind of in the 90s right now.
1: Yeah, a little. I think so. I think we're embracing a lot of color now. Mm-hmm. I think my answer to that always is just kind of like, if it fits well, and you think, like, let's say it's a little too small or a little okay, too big. Okay, yeah, that I'm ready to do. Yeah, get. you're ready to get rid of it. But if it fits well, and you really feel like, okay, you know, I could get a use out of this in a couple of years, mm-hmm. then maybe put it, you know, have a little storage unit, which yeah. I do have, yeah. with a bunch of things that I think I may get back into, but I still go and clean that out. And I'm like, okay. okay so I thought I was gonna wear this, but I didn't. So it's like okay, <laughs> so now, let it's me, time to say now it's time to say goodbye. So I always I encourage like cleaning your closet seasonally, mm-hmm. at least four times a year at the minimum, and like kind of refreshing it and redoing it and kind of seeing like okay, what am I wearing? What am I gravitating towards? Mm-hmm. Haven't picked this up. Okay, this can probably go into right. like the out pile. And I'm a big proponent of like getting it out right away. Me too. Like don't keep it no. or it's gonna sit there and you're gonna come up with a thousand. That's reasons. That's the issue
0: with Poshmark. Yeah. To resell things because I'm like, well then I have to hold on to it right? and wait for someone to buy. So I exactly. just want to add my... Well, the second I decide, I'm like, get out. the hell out of here. Yeah.
1: Out. And then, I mean, I'm a big proponent of renting just because, yeah. um, you know, you can rent the trends, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're like, okay, I want to try this, but I don't really think I'm going to wear it and... Yep. Three months, which is how trends work. I'll rent it, and then you just have this like staple of pieces that you know you wear all the time. Yeah, and you mix them in with some new trends, and you have new outfits. I've been doing rent the runway unlimited. Love it. Oh my god, it's amazing, right? Amazing. I mean, it's like an you can get how many ever pieces you want. It's
0: fantastic. Yeah, I had so many weddings this summer. Mm-hmm. I had four in August. I had one last night, and then I have one in October. And I, like. Outfits like that stress me out because I feel like I always need a new thing. Yeah. And usually there's a Friday and then the wedding, and it's so much money.
1: Yeah. And rent runway saved money. It's amazing. Life. I mean, their business strategy I and mean, what they're doing, I know they're trying to be a little more eco friendly because mm-hmm. people are like, well, you know, what's the process behind it and how sustainable is it? But That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. Which we can't really answer. But at the end of the day, you're saving money and you're saving waste because how many dresses.
0: I know. Do we have sitting in storage that we haven't worn, but more than one time? I agree. Like- Actually, I will plug right now if you want to try oh, yeah. run the Runaway Unlimited, RTR Cameron saves you $100 oh, amazing. off the first two months. Awesome. Um, so I highly recommend it. I have this awesome, like, Joie camel kind of looking, like, fur bomber oh my God, that so I just cute. got yesterday. And I'm of course now it's 80 it's degrees, like, it's so hot. but randomly. I'm like please gonna get cold just so I can wear this yes yes so there's that aspect of sustainable fashion yeah. but then g- tell me a little bit about the vegan side of it all
1: yeah so the vegan side's a little hard just because um, you know materials like polyurethane are not biodegradable mm-hmm. and that's like what a lot of vegan shoes for example are made out of <laughs> um, and there's a lot of fabrics that you know they just don't degrade as quickly as like traditional leather or mm-hmm. you know suede or whatnot so it's tricky you really have to do your research. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually had um, on one of the panels, Remake, which is like a great resource, I call it like the Google, Mm -hmm. of vegan brands. And they list out like brands that are not only producing sustainability, but like, you know, or producing sustainable, but the way that they are using their cotton, you know, is Mm -hmm. sustainable. Or, you know, they're salvaging like old materials to make okay. their bags or their packaging. So it it's like a, a, I call it a test, you know, test and yeah, trial and tribulation, see how it works, because a lot of people are jumping on the sustainability trend now, yep. but like they're a not really sustainable. So yeah. it's hard, which is why I started a line because I yes. feel like it should be easier. We shouldn't have to do, like, Loads of research.
0: No. Yeah. Th- I don't even yeah, – yeah. the whole thing with this, like, greenwashing and people saying they're doing something, and then yeah. when you actually look into it, it's not happening. Yeah. I felt the same way about beauty, and I recently, like, went through – I mean, I guess it wasn't that recent. It was probably a year ago now. But I went through my toiletries and got rid of everything, That and it happened that Folene – I don't know if you've been there, but it opened no. – In the West Village, and they basically – it's great because they do all the research for you. They are extremely picky. Everything Mm. is extremely clean, like no toxic ingredients. That's amazing. And they pick the best of different lines. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of like Indie Lee, Tata Harper. um, I mean, there are so many. RMS. And they do all the research, so I can walk in there and know. Like I don't – I'm not good with – I don't know all these – Chemical names. Yeah. Who, how would we know yes. what this is? Yeah. So tell us about how your shoes are being made. Yeah. I'm just so intrigued because I read about it and I, I'm like, how is this even possible? <laughs> so it all kind of fell together again,
1: Joanne Brene. Um, and that's actually named after my mom, who okay. talked about already, and my late aunt. My late aunt actually. Uh, always told me she was gonna buy my shoes, and mm-hmm. she always the proponent of like, oh my god, your sketches are amazing. You need to make. So these. So you sketched shoes. So I've been sketching shoes since I was a little girl. Wow. Um, my mom That's always had very like,
0: interesting talent. Exactly. Such like a random child. talent
1: is like I literally focused on shoes, like. And so like all over my dad's dry cleaning, like cardboards that used to come in his old boxes are just like sketches of shoes. And that's all I would sit and do. And I I was trying to figure out like, where did that come from? But my mom always had really cool shoes and so did her friends. So I just like probably was crawling around looking all these cool shoes. And I was like, where did you grow up? I grew up in Philly. Okay. Yeah. We were in Philly. In Mount Airy. Are you an Eagles fan? I mean, my I have to you
0: be. You are. Okay. <laughs> no I am. I have so no choice. I don't really.
1: Like, I have really know what's going on, but they I <laughs> shit the bed in the
0: game today. In <laughs> right. case
1: you're wondering. Okay, so my dad's probably not going to be in the greatest. Yeah, mood, they're but. not doing
0: that well this season. Um. Anyway, okay. Yeah. So you were sketching. So shoes. So I was sketching the shoes,
1: and then I kind of was like, you know, one day I'm going to make a line. I didn't think it was going to be a vegan mm-hmm. line because I mean, clearly I wasn't vegan then. Um, but it just kind of fell together recently. I feel like when things are supposed to happen, they all kind of yep. the universe collaborates and is like okay. 100%. How's so your back? Um, I'm using Pinatex, actually, which is, what is that? pineapple skin. That's what I saw, yeah. and I was like, yeah. So it's what? a <laughs> it's like so it, it came from me researching. I just was on Google, and I'm like you know I want a fabric that's not poly- polyurethane. It's mm-hmm. not. Um, But it looks like leather because, you know, you want a a nice Mm leather-looking shoe that that looks rich and and just fashionable. And so I happened to find this Pinatex, and I was just kind of like, what is this? And I started researching it, and not that many people are using it, but it literally crinkles like leather. What? And I was like— Oh my god! This that's is it. Fucking insane.
0: So, what type of
1: shoe? So, will this, it be? like a heel. Low so cart? the first one's a heel, and then okay. we're gonna be rolling out other styles. So mules, boots. So really, the focus is to make sturdy yet sexy shoes for you know the on-the-go woman. Mm-hmm. So it's like every style you would need for every outfit that you can possibly think of. Amazing. Yeah, so. I'm gonna be
0: wearing pineapple
1: skin yeah, shoes. Yeah, in so like that's <laughs> in a couple months or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'm super excited about it. Um, and of course, we'll be experimenting with other, you know, fabrics. Like, mm-hmm. we knew there's a fabric made out of orange peels. Like, people are really. What? Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> how? I just don't understand how that's even possible.
1: I don't, I don't really know, like, the science behind a lot of these things. You should go to the factory. I feel yeah, like it'd be I'm really totally gonna go. cool to go yeah. to the
0: factory and yeah. watch this all go down. Yeah, I'd, I'd plan. be so interested.
1: Going to the factory, going to the manufacturer. That's another thing, you know, we want to make sure our quality control is good. Mm-hmm. So, just going and seeing the process and if we're marketing as the same. We need to know how they're actually making it. So I'm very excited to go just like see it. But I know they take the leaves of the pineapple and they kind of pull them apart and they look like string and and they hang them. And then that's kind of what they use to weave it together and make this the universe pineapple. is so cool. It's so it's so cool, right? I'm so like, innovative. Who knew I'd be making a vegan shoe? But it, it works because mm-hmm. you know I'm always looking for sexy vegan shoes. And I mean, how many people can like make Stella McCartney their whole wardrobe of shoes? I was gonna say Stella McCartney. <laughs> yeah, like it's like I, unfortunately, I love you, Stella McCartney. But every shoe I have <laughs> can't be Stella McCartney. I'm just yeah. not. Financially there, yeah. I was gonna so. say <laughs> one day. Maybe I so. can get a third full time <laughs> <Right>? job. <laughs> exactly. Then I can afford, you know, all her shoes. So I was like, where's the answer?
0: Like where's the midpoint yeah, shoe and that?" And then you had to make your own. Yeah, I was like, you know what? It's working, let's let's do it. I forget who just told me this, but a lot of female inventions or creative pieces come from something that they're searching for and cannot find. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, well fuck them, I'm just gonna, just gonna make, make it, it on my own then. Yeah. Yeah. And where will you be manufacturing all of this?
1: So manufacturing out of Spain, and then we're doing out
0: of the prototyping
1: out of Brooklyn at Brooklyn Shoe Factory, which um, is really awesome because I can go see what's going on and just be a part of it. I'm very. I'm sure you're
0: gonna want it. Well, it's your baby. Yeah, it's like I need to like you know be there,
1: not micromanaging, but I need to
0: be. (laughs) But you (laughs) want to see? Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, especially because it is such a tangible asset. Literally, literally, and it's a really amazing process. I'm sure to watch. Yeah, I'm excited about it. That's so exciting. Well, I can't wait to keep up to date with all of that. Thank you. And I'll definitely be posting on here. Um, So what have you found? I mean, I can't imagine not only working two full-time jobs, but this is kind of like a third. third. (laughs) So (laughs) what do you find has been the biggest struggle with all of this, with managing everything?
1: that's like the struggle is managing yeah. everything. I think I I was blogging uh, more so than not for a couple years and mm-hmm. I kind of had to see where can I take a step back. And so I had to take a step back from blogging, which it's still up as archive, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not posting as regularly because a lot of my attention is being focused on the vegan shoe right. line. So kind of reallocating like where things go and what's mm-hmm. the most important right now.
0: And I remember you did a, very long time off right? yeah, yeah. I did
1: a uh, two months off of Instagram how was that Tell and us Facebook everything. and Pinterest <laughs> everything everything it was uh it was a little crazy at first because I'm on my phone I mean my pickups per day were ridiculous and I was on my phone all the time so I mm-hmm. was like going to it to look at it and I'd be like okay wait I'm not supposed to be doing this. And I had to like find something else to do with my time. Mm -hmm. So at first it was crazy. It was just kind of like, what am I supposed to do?
0: Yeah. And it's also reminds you of how muscle memory. Yeah.
1: Like literally. My phone's just, my hand's just like,
0: oh, pick it up. And your my thumb goes immediately to the second page and Mm -hmm. exactly where these apps are. Exactly. And then I'm just like
1: lost there for two hours. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So at first it was hard, but over time I really felt like I learned how to live in the moment and I was Mm -hmm. less stressed. Because it was just less content like coming at me all the yes. time. And you know I'm so busy creating my own that is inspiring as it is to see so many people. It mm-hmm. can also be overwhelming. Because then you're kind of like subconsciously, you're really thinking about all these things that mm-hmm. you're seeing and like, should I change this? Because I saw that. And yeah. so I found it to be really freeing. Like I felt I was focused in a way where I had no distractions, which mm-hmm. I loved. So I feel like I created a habit, like I'm back on now, but it's to mm-hmm. a point where it's not obsessive. Like it's like- yeah. You know, like, I've curated my timeline, and mm. I'm not picking it up 50 times a day to check Instagram, so. I'm scared to know what my number is. Oh my can God. you see your pickup for each app? I think you can see your pickup just for the phone, so it's more of an overall okay. thing. Well, yeah. I
0: mean, I'm sure every time
1: I pick up my phone, <laughs> It's I'm like for it. social media, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, yeah.
0: I mean, I went on, I did a full week off, which okay. sounds like, okay, not a big deal at all, but. It was a full week for me where I was not doing any social media at all, but also no work. So I did my first out-of-office response on my email Wow, since I've taken this full-time. So in almost like a year and a half, um, where I haven't really taken more than one day. Okay, Because even if I'm on vacation, vacation is just working from another place. Right, exactly. When you're doing work like this. And it was... Weird in the beginning, but I also like let go of my phone for personal uses also. Okay. So I was like, I'm with my parents. The only person I need to talk to on a daily basis other than them is my husband. And he can call my mom and connect with me when he needs to talk. And so it was so fucking freeing to not have my phone on me at all. Yeah. And I just felt so calm because Mm -hmm. even though we might think that we're enjoying aspects of social media – No matter what, it's stressful when you're being flooded with content. It's crazy. And I also feel like I know way too many details about people's lives that I don't need to know.
1: Literally, that you barely know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I don't need to know this information. I know this. And we also don't allow ourselves to get bored. No, it's terrible. People don't know how to be bored in today's day and age. I'm frightened by, like, what it would feel like to be a child in today's world oh my
1: god <laughs> my godson doesn't know what to like where he's learning what to do with free time yeah yeah
0: it's uh, it's really wild to me and I feel when I'm bored is when I actually think of things mm-hmm. and when creativity sparks right and so it, it's all interesting what did you feel you were doing with your free time so I was of being on social media
1: definitely creating like I was full throttle like Getting the business plan done, getting, Mm -hmm. we were doing our brand guidelines at the same time that I was off, which was actually amazing. So I got to just really focus on like getting the logo done and the brand colors. And I was reading a lot. um, So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm an avid reader, but I was like getting through books. So, so I mean, I got through um, Elaine's new book. um, Mm -hmm. What is the name of it? It just like slipped my mind.
0: Is it um,
1: Um, More Than Enough? Okay. Yeah. I got through More Than Enough. Um, I read Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth, which is like a really thick book. Okay. Yeah, I got through that. So, yeah, I was just really reading and like listening to podcasts. I and, know, I listen to a lot yeah, of podcasts. Yeah, listening to a lot. I listen to Super Soul Sunday. Like Someone else recommended that to me. It's it's so good. Okay. Um, and Masterclass is awesome. Yeah. So, I was doing that. And then I was kind of spending a lot of time outside. I love being outdoors me growing too. up in Philly. You know, we have like not huge mountains, but mountains like mm-hmm. right in our backyard. We can go hiking. So, I was. On the patio or biking or, you know, just sitting on the roof.
0: like Doing something outside. Doing something else. Something
1: outside. Yeah, something
0: calming. I know. That's what I struggle with a lot in Manhattan. (laughs) It's hard. It's so hard. It's really hard. Um, What would you say your favorite quality about yourself is?
1: I would say, and my friends point this out, so I'm going to like go with it, (laughs) but they, I don't know how to put it in a word, but they say that I'm the type of person that if I have an idea, I actually do it, Mm -hmm. which I'm- You get shit done. Yeah, I get, there you go. Get shit done. (laughs) That's my favorite, my getting shit done quality.
0: (laughs) I really enjoy that. I I, I like my getting shit (laughs) done quality. My getting shit
1: done quality. And it's something that, you know, it's just been ingrained in me. My parents Mm -hmm. were both professionals and- entrepreneurs at one time so they just had this like mentality of like okay you think it, you know if you really don't want to do it then let it move you mm-hmm. know I think ideas move from one person to another person whoever grabs it that's you know their idea never heard that yeah I, I heard that I thought that was great like we don't really have ownership over the things we do mm-hmm. it's just the fact that we just did it and we happen to like take it's very on that interesting idea.
0: because I think a lot of people and I don't know if you feel this way but I feel some shade sometimes mm-hmm. from people of like, oh, well, you're doing this now. And, mm-hmm. Oh, you have an Instagram and a podcast. And I'm like, but that negative attitude to me feels a little bit, As if, like, oh, anyone could do it, fine. Then, if anyone could do it, then 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 why aren't you doing it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's really
1: the person, like, probably had that idea, Mm -hmm. didn't do it. And now they're like, oh my God, if I would have done it, I could have, you know, been where Cameron is, like, you know, and had a platform. I I do
0: think, and I mean, listen, I do it too. I feel, and I think that's with all jealousy. Mm -hmm. When I'm annoyed by, or if I am hurt by something or whatever, or if I find myself not liking someone, mm-hmm. if I sit down—and I try to. If I say something like, oh, I don't really like that person, or am I fr- really like, triggered by something, yeah. and my husband's like, why is this bothering you <laughs> right, so much? Right. I sit down, and I'm like, oh, because I'm jealous of this. Yeah, because it's like the like, like, goal
1: that I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It's,
0: it's where it all stems from.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy. We could like go into so deep with, with yeah. the triggers conversation, but yeah, I would say getting shit done quality about me that I'm learning to embrace because mm-hmm. it's something— I thought everybody was like, especially because I'm surrounded by so many entrepreneurs and just go getters and yeah. people who juggle so much. But I didn't really realize how many people don't have the courage to just really put themselves out there mm-hmm. and like Definitely. do the idea. So, it's Well like, you also
0: surround yourself with people? I I hope that everyone tries to surround mm-hmm. themselves with people that they're inspired by. Uh, yeah, you have to and want to you know get inspiration from. But also, you never want to be the smartest person in the room because no. then you're in the wrong room. Yeah, exactly. What are your triggers? Oh God. <laughs> what are my triggers? I definitely think
1: I have some really awesome entrepreneurial friends that are mm-hmm. just doing some really cool shit. Um, and so sometimes I think I'm triggered by like a little bit of their success, but I know yeah. it's because I want Joanne Bernay and like, you know, DeAndre LLC to be at that level. And I'm like, I know mm-hmm. we can get her, so I'm super excited about it. So I have to remind myself in that moment, like. This is just the universe showing you like where you could be, and it's kind of like a Yes, also because yours
0: is probably in an earlier stage. Right, exactly. You're surrounding yourself with
1: exactly. So that's definitely one. Um, I definitely because I work so much as Mm -hmm. you know at a full time job. As much as I'm learning, it takes a lot away from Mm -hmm. you know the time I think I could have for my own business and where I could go with it. So I do get triggered a lot by people. Like my boyfriend has the capabilities to work from home. Um, and it's beautiful, and you know, he travels and he has this lifestyle that, like, I want for myself. And it's funny because yeah. he looks at me and he's like, I kind of wish I had more st- structure. structure and had this beautiful office to go to. So I definitely, again, have to remind myself, and mm-hmm. I'm triggered, like, you'll have that one day. I'm like, this works now. But I yeah. definitely am like, damn it. I wish I had, like, you know, just more free time to just focus on what I want to do.
0: That's totally fair. Yeah. And I do think with that, the grass is always greener. I know for me, I was so like, oh, my gosh, that would be so incredible if I ever did this full time. Mm-hmm. If And I was working really early hours for a long time. And okay. so it was even simple things. Of I was so jealous of anyone that was able to go to even just a 6 a.m. workout class. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'm not
0: able to make it to that. The 6 to 7 a.m., the fact that they were able to do that nope. and then shower and work out, I was like – but it was too late for, for my job. It was too wow. late. So oh I God. was jealous of, like, even that. Wow. So I – that, to me, was like, I just want some flexibility in yeah. my life. And now I have a ton of flexibility. Right. And there, you, I said this right before we started. I'm like, I'm trying to build more structure. Right. Because I kind of miss the act. I don't miss the act of going to that office whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
0: do miss the act of having the hours mm-hmm. and, you know, getting up, getting dressed, going somewhere, working, coming yeah. home. It's really hard when you work for yourself if you're working from home because— where does work end and right. home begin? Exactly, And like, I want, our home is our sanctuary. Right. And I don't want it to become my office.
1: Right. Yeah, it's like, how do you set the
0: boundary? Or like, yeah. where
1: do you set the boundary? Yeah. But
0: then some days I also, I'm like, well, I would love to just be able to, like, if it's rain, I'm like, okay, I just want to be able to work from the apartment and not have to go somewhere. Right, So right. those days I love it.
1: Or when it's like freezing cold and the I winter. Know. <laughs>
0: I haven't really had like, I mean, I had last winter, but it was my- I feel like what I was doing was so different. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, but I'm I built some structure. I work out of Soho House a lot. I was gonna say, do you like work around the city? So that's awesome. So it's so interesting because people will ask me, "What do you do all week?" And I'm like, "I'm always busy, but I can't fully sit down here and tell you what I do all week." Right. Mondays are my recording days. Okay. So I'll do a lot of like emailing and stuff Monday mornings. I record and then afternoon is usually more like email work. Tuesdays are the days that I really try to go to Soho House. Okay. I do an early workout class, get dressed, and go there. And I'm there usually the entire day doing like any social work for promoting the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual like writing and blog post within my recipes or like lifestyle posts. So okay. it's a lot of writing nice. material okay. of that Wednesdays I s- say are like my appointment days. Okay. Like personal and work. It's That's like, awesome. Coffees, meetings, all that shit. And then Thursdays and Fridays, I haven't fully built the structure <laughs> yet. Some are like recipe ish. Yeah. I don't know. It's every week is so different. Yeah, and it takes a t- it takes time to figure out like what your schedule is totally. going to look like, yeah. And I also don't want to get into this routine of like oh, well this day is the only time I can do this because right. that's the point of the flexibility. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. So, it all gets done. Yeah. It's just maybe not as organized as my life once was, but that's fine. <laughs> right. It's like balance, figuring out what works, yeah, like, exactly. meeting in the middle. And where do you see I know the main focus is the shoe line, but where do you see Deandre Ray, Deandre Ray moving as well? So, um,
1: it's interesting because now that it's, it's interesting where it's going. The shoe line, of course, is a product. And so Mm -hmm. it's less focused on me, which is what I want it to be. And it's more about how it's being built and like the women that are wearing it. And, Just the story we want to tell. And so for Deandra Ray, it's becoming more of a platform for people to really get to know more about me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I'm getting better at sharing (laughs) and, you know, just kind of making more of my content about therapy or, you know, Mm -hmm. different things that I'm going through outside of just fashion, lifestyle and travel and giving people a little bit more about me. I think it's going to grow into like learn more about the founder and you can go, you know, to DeAndre's page That's Great idea. I've been doing moderating with Samsung. So I definitely want to continue growing that and, you know, doing mm-hmm. more panels and podcasts and different things and just mm-hmm. talking about my entrepreneurial journey. So more of a platform for, I guess, people to come and follow my entrepreneurial story.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, I mean, it's definitely difficult. I feel this way too of Having a business so surrounded about you. Yeah, it's hard. If that makes sense. <laughs> it's hard, yeah. Um, and I think it would be really nice to offset that with an actual product mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. like I focus on this. It doesn't always have I to love be it. about me. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't have to be like, oh my god, let me pick the best picture yeah. where I'm, you know, looking the best and this is the strongest pose. Like, I feel like I feel like I actually Instagram more naturally for Joy and verne because I'm not, not, not in you. it. Yeah, so I'm I'm less critical about what's going out, mm-hmm. and I have to work on that too. Like, I'll put posts. Yeah, do you struggle
0: out. a lot with being critical of
1: yourself. Oh my god, so critical because I'm like a. I always say I'm an overcoming um, perfectionist. I'm in like recovery mm-hmm. now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly said that recently. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like. I'm a former perfectionist. Like,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm totally
1: a former perfectionist. Like, still working on not because yeah. I'll post something and I'll be like looking at the picture afterwards, like, oh my god, is someone going to notice this like slight bag under my right eye mm. or like is anyone to see this like weird shadow in the right? And nobody is seeing this. They're nope. like they scrolled at for by five for five seconds. They're like, this is great. Like, no one's like in the picture scrolling and zooming out. Yeah. But I have to get better at just like setting it and literally forgetting it and be like, mm-hmm. okay, it's up, it's posted. I gotta go. That's what I do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like don't even remember. Yeah, what it I don't even know. Year. I
1: forgot what that content was.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. I know it. I think it's really easy in this space to totally critique
1: mm-hmm. oh God,
0: yourself, so hard, and yeah. it can be a mind game. Mm-hmm. I feel like the space that I'm the small like within Instagram there's so many different buckets mm-hmm. and even within like food lifestyle there are so many different buckets I think the umbrella group that I fit in the bucket of people is I'm very uncurated okay. which I think allows me to then not care as much right right which I feel fortunate for but I feel if I were someone focused a lot on fashion yeah it's hard <laughs> I would I would be really stressed. I think about that a lot. Yeah, it is. Of like, what outfit do I need? Like, how do you pack for things?
1: I know it is I had to first I had to get more real. Like, listen, I yeah, I put stuff on Instagram, but I wear things more than once. I'm a normal person. Yeah, of course. So I can't be like, oh my God, I just posted myself in the skirt last week. I can't put yeah. up this outfit. And I had to really stop caring, like the same way you said, you know, you've kind of uncurated mm-hmm. your your feed. That's really what I'm doing. I feel like it was too curated at one point. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this article
0: where like we
1: struggle trying to live up to our digital image. That's not even like your I ass.
0: totally <laughs> feel I, – I don't feel that way, but I notice yeah. in my personal life – okay, fine, yes, influencer world, very much so. But in my personal life, I don't – do you have two separate Instagrams? I don't. I have one combined. Okay. Yeah. So I have two separate Instagrams okay. because I I just – I don't want to follow, like, any food people, on my personal one, mm-hmm. and then on my Freckled Foodie one, I, I don't want to miss – I don't really know why I do – whatever. They're separate. Yeah. And – when I'm on my personal, I rarely post anything. I haven't had a story up since only like for my sister's wedding and my wedding did <laughs> right. I have stories up because I'm always storing on Freckle Foodie. Yeah. And I story some personal shit. And then also, I rarely ever post on my personal one. But I see so many people that I know who mm-hmm. aren't necessarily in the influencer social media world. But they have the most curated stories and mm-hmm. pages, and I'm like, holy shit, their life is insane. Mm-hmm. And then I think, like, well, maybe they're they're curating they're, they're curating, but maybe it's also their piece of the creative outlet that they're trying to yep. use that I then put through Freckled Foodie. Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty much. So yeah.
0: part of the other day, I was on my Instagram. And I was like, "God, I must look like such a loser." Someone just looks at my Instagram <laughs> like a regular person. Yeah, because I never had anything. <laughs> it's all like random photos of Joe and I. Like we get it. You're married, and you go to other people's weddings. Right, right. But then I realized, oh, maybe this is just people using this side of their brain to curate yeah, things think that so. I'm then doing on Freckled Food Day. Does that make any sense?
1: No, I think it totally is. I think we live in a lifestyle of like, look at me culture. Yes. And it's like, you know, people, it's like, I'd say, I laugh because I didn't even really know there was like Instagram like travel destinations that have become like Places that people have gone so much, they have set up whole businesses around, like, getting the perfect Instagram picture. What do you mean? Oh, my God. So I've heard of this, and I'm not (laughs) going to, like, call out any people, but I have a friend who went over to Greece. And so, you know, everybody has I really
0: want to go to Greece.
1: Totally want to go, but, like, definitely don't want to take this picture. But there's a—who knew? It's so crazy. A dress rental place— to rent those dresses that like blow in the wind. What? And it's a whole business that was created off the fact that people go there to Instagram pictures in flowy dresses. And I
0: just was like, Holy shit, that's, what
1: that's, what have we is come America to? coming to? Like or what is no. the world coming to? Yeah. Like
0: And even if you go to I mean it's everywhere. Like if you go to certain restaurants mm-hmm. and all, these they have like installations. Yeah, for like, Instagram. Instagram.
1: It's like crazy.
0: At the trade shows that I go to for food, a mm-hmm. lot of the like different booths will have these almost like Instagram mm-hmm. installation things. Yeah,
1: it's 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 a little really? crazy. <laughs> Do we need this? We don't. We don't need. We don't need because then it's like we're all the same. You know? Because how many flower at,
0: walls can we all pose I mean, in front of on a swing? Legitimately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that's every <laughs> installation. <laughs> Like I won't even post them anymore because I'm just like, no, I'm not. I just don't want to be yeah. like, I'll like go. Like I was at the Rosé Mansion and everybody's mm-hmm. posting, you know, the yeah. typical flower walls. And like I posted a picture in front of a random pink wall I mm-hmm. found in there and everybody loves it. And they're like, this is amazing because it's something they haven't seen. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, so I think that's like, I'm trying to uncurate the same thing, uncurate yeah. my feed and just make my content more organic. And like, I I look like this regularly and I was like, gonna
0: say, yeah. you look amazing thank right you. now. You're in really? like that would be like my get up to go out to like a big date night. Okay. <laughs> like, or like well, party and, like you. night out. But I'm Not like, yeah. a Sunday daytime. I had to change out of my jean shorts and eagle sweatshirt. So I was like, maybe I should put on my dress. <laughs> Which is so cute. It was also oh thank you. It's also ten thousand degrees out. It's so hot. What type of community, I guess, are you trying to build within?
1: So I kind of have this tagline. It's like live, live life and style consciously. Mm-hmm. And I just really want to create a community of people who are interested in just being themselves and showing up as their authentic selves and yep. just kind of like being around other people and networking with other people who want to do the same. I think mm-hmm. we all have unique gifts. And yep. when we show up as ourselves, it's even more amazing. So I'm trying to just be as authentic as I can be to encourage other people to be authentic mm-hmm. and you know, tell more of my story, uncurated, unfiltered, like raw, so people mm-hmm. will do the same because that's that's like the point of all of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're all supposed to be our own individuals. Exactly. And I think that's where Instagram has hurt us a little bit. It is.
1: It has. Everybody's like a clone of one another.
0: Yep. And I have to ask, and I can't believe I didn't ask this earlier, but why did you become a vegan?
1: Okay, so it's a long story, <laughs> but I'll make it <laughs> sure. I grew up not eating pork and red meat because my dad, he's like... He's just like, we'll try everything, which is why I'm the way I am. Mm -hmm. But he stopped eating it when he was 13. He used to work in a slaughterhouse.
0: Okay, makes sense.
1: Makes total sense. Why would he ever touch it again? So I grew up not eating it at all. And then I just started getting sick from chicken, which got – it was when I was in my early 30s that I noticed Mm -hmm. I was, like, vomiting from eating chicken. Really? Yeah, It was terrible. And I just was like – and I love chicken because I was like, chicken's cleaner than, you know, beef or pork, so I'm going to eat this all the time. And I literally, like, threw up from chicken one night. And I was just like, this just feels really bad. And then I always had really terrible, like, I, I think most people of color are lactose mm-hmm. intolerant. So I had really, really bad indigestion. I'd eat cheese. Like, it just mm-hmm. was like, it would ruin my whole night. And I'm just like, I'm throwing up chicken and like ruining <laughs> my whole night with cheese. Like, this is just terrible. I wanna live like a, a normal life. So I, all of that together over a course of like probably 10 years. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I don't wanna feel like crap. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going vegan. I am really just wanted to cut out, like, all of the cheese and milk and, and chicken. And I was like, you know what? I'm just doing yeah, it. Yeah, but at
0: that point, you're at that done. At that point, exactly, I'm done. Like, and you're just giving up seafood and Yeah, eggs.
1: exactly. I was like, you know what? So then I did it, and I felt so much better. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some times where I might eat, like, vegan junk food, and my mm-hmm. stomach's like, what is happening? But on a yeah. daily basis, I mean, I rarely ever get sick. I always feel better. Like, I just, from a health perspective, I'm like, this is amazing. And then after realizing how healthy it was, I was like, wow, if we just start, like, you know, actually focusing on eating more plant-based, we can save Mm -hmm. so many acres of wasted space to, like, graze a cow. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like, wait, this is, like, a lifestyle that makes sense. So I was like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think it's also so interesting what you said, like, the veganism. I feel like people think, oh, this is healthy. It's vegan.
1: No. The vegan junk food. No, 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 no. That shit is not healthy. Oh, my God, no. No, I just ate like <laughs> when one too many tater tots over the weekend and my body was like, Girl, what are you doing? Why would you eat all of these tater tots? And they were vegan, but they were in no way, shape, or form healthy. Like yeah. they were just like junk food,
0: like yeah. literally. But I the advertising world is just Oh my god. Vegan this, vegan that. It's healthy. No it's the same gluten-free, everything. Everything, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Now that we're talking about food. Yeah what would this is a question that i've always asked people because i find it's the best way to get to know someone just cuz my love language is food mm-hmm. but what would you say the three ways to your heart through food is so it doesn't have to necessarily be your favorite food but okay. it's like one of my guests said it hits that kid spot okay Like it just makes you feel all sorts of things.
1: Totally avocado. I I love avocado. Anything that's made with avocado or has avocado in it or is an avocado Mm -hmm. is the most amazing thing I've ever eaten. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want me to be happy, give me an avocado, and I will be. I will be great. and then I'm really into um, broccoli and Brussels sprouts. So okay. I would, yeah, I would have those first vegetables. Yeah, yeah. I think of course, people get mad at broccoli because it's like a man-made vegetable, but um, never even heard. People yeah, say I was that. like, yeah, people are really like, there are real people who won't eat broccoli and like other things because it's like, you know, it wasn't. It's like a mix. It's like a little okay. hybrid vegetable, but whatever. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah, broccoli and Brussels sprouts. And then I like love potatoes. I try not to eat them as potatoes. many. Oh my God, I love them so much. But I'm trying to actually replace my potato intake with sweet potatoes. Okay. So I would I would just make it sweet potato because I figure they make really great home fries. And they're yeah, I was going to say, what's
0: your favorite? Delivery of a sweet potato,
1: home fries. Now on the in okay. the cast iron, which I think yeah, has changed my entire cooking video, life. Yeah, I didn't like this, guys. I'm two years into a cast iron. I'm like a new me. What <laughs> I know, I
0: know. I, I know. mean, I cast iron for it's part of my logo. Like my actual Frankel food oh logo my is on a cast iron. Oh my god, I live and breathe from my it's, cast iron skillet.
1: It changed my life. I have so many of them. I know. And I feel like, so I, I only have one right now. Mm-hmm. And we use it for everything. And I'm like, we need to get a little one. We need yeah, more I sizes. Yeah, I have like all
0: different sizes. Yeah. yeah.
1: So any any potatoes in the cast iron, with some vegetables, like onions mm-hmm. or um, garlic, fresh garlic. I love mm-hmm. to like, you know, crush it up and yeah. put it in
0: there. And I'm good. Yum. Yeah. I love home fries. Oh my God. So much. I could eat them every
1: day. I also day.
0: love, like, the soft sweetness of a sweet potato. So I'll wrap it in tinfoil. Oh, my God. And you put it in a, in a slow cooker for, like, six hours and leave. Whatever. Oh, Do your amazing. thing. Come back. And it is – it tastes like mashed sweet potatoes. Okay. But it's just that soft. I should try that. And amazing texture. I don't really know how to explain it other than it's heaven. It sounds, so try it. It sounds like dessert mixed with, like, dinner
1: together. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you so much for having me. This of is amazing. Course. It was so fun to have this conversation, and we've only met once. Yeah. To really get to know more about you. Yeah, this is And great. I'm pumped for the shoe line. Thank you. Thank I you. I can't wait to be wearing pineapple skin yes. on my feet. <laughs> um, so, all of your information, your Instagram, and all of that will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the expected launch? So,
1: we is are soft launching in December, and we're okay. actually going to be doing a soft launch here at Samsung, which is exciting. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I'll be here.
1: Yep. You will totally be here. And then we're hoping in February we're going to do like the launch to the public. Okay. Yeah. So, very cool. Yeah. I am actually now that I'm sharing so much, I'm kind of keeping uh, up to date to hopefully the day with what's going on on the Instagram page. So, okay. So, you know, people will be really aware of what's going on. And when they See order the, the shoes, work? yeah, you'll be able to know where your shoe is in the process of being made. So, we're trying to be as, Transparent as possible.
0: I really like that because I hate when I order something. And you're like, and what's I'm like, going well, on where with is it? Is it? Yeah. Why hasn't it gone? Exactly. Here yet? Like, I need what? To is know it what is doing? <laughs> exactly. Give me live footage, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we can do it, we'll do the live footage. That'd actually be a funny idea. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for being on here. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Of course. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there, at Freckled Foodie.